Hello, and thank you for listening to Girl Wonder. My name is Joe Rochelle, and I'm just your everyday girl talking about your favorite webtoons. If you find yourself reading webtoons all the time and you are still craving more content, then you are absolutely in the right place. And just in case you didn't know, you can listen to this podcast on SoundCloud, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts. And don't forget to hit subscribe or follow on whatever platform you choose to listen on. Today on the podcast, we are talking about The Kiss Bet by Ingrid Ochoa. So many of you have talked to me about this webtoon and recommended it to me, and I've talked about it with other webtoon creators. It's been mentioned on this podcast before. And finally, I get to talk about The Kiss Bet for an entire podcast episode. I'm so excited to do it, and this podcast episode will cover pretty much all of the kiss bet, everything that's publicly available right now. These are the 30 moments for me particularly that made me feel obsessed with this series because there are so many ships. There's only one Sarah Lynn in this world and I love her and I just want her to be happy. And so here are the 30 moments that really invested me in the series and made me feel like, okay, I really, really love this. And even more than that, I'm obsessed with this. So I'm incredibly excited to share those moments with all of you. But before I do that, I want to encourage you to support the author slash creator of this webtoon, Ingrid, by supporting her on Patreon. I put the link to that in the description box of this podcast episode. It's patreon.com slash Ingrid Ochoa. Being one of her patrons is awesome because there's exclusive art. There is some behind the scenes stuff like how she builds her characters. There are sticker sheets. There are so many wonderful, you know, exclusive things for the Kiss Bet that you can only get there. And while you're doing that, you're also supporting this artist monthly. So if you have the means to do so, I highly suggest it. The link to that is in the description box. And if you find yourself enjoying this podcast and the content that you hear, consider joining my Patreon at patreon.com slash girlwonder. The link to that is also in the description box. And I made this podcast so I could have a community of people to talk to about webtoons because I was so alone. I felt like I was the only person on this planet reading webtoons, but I was the only person in my community. There's so many people who read webtoons and I got my husband to read them. And now I have all of you on Instagram and on Twitter and podcast listeners and on my Patreon who I can talk to about these webtoons, fully discuss them and sometimes have your voices included in podcast episodes. So check it out. And before we start, our top cities that have listened to this podcast the most in the last seven days are Royce City, High Point, Schomburg, Chicago, Burlington, Westford, Plano, and Frederick. Thank you guys so much for listening. All right, let's get into it. Moment number one. The first bet, which takes place in the subway station in episode one when Patrick says to Sarah Lynn, I bet you five bucks you wouldn't go up and ask that guy if you can kiss him. And that guy just happens to be Oliver, who's going to be a main character in this series. So poor Oliver's just trying to sleep, waiting for the last train, which we later find out. And I think it's funny that it's Patrick who brought him into Sarah Lynn's life. I also love how Patrick offers her $5 to take the bet. And she's like, no, no way, $5? And then when he offers 50 she like disappears out of frame. She's gone. (laughs) 
<laughs> that made me laugh so hard, and it's already episode one. So I was wondering, would any of you guys take this bet? Would you kiss a random stranger for $50? If, especially if it's your first kiss ever. Would you do that for your first kiss? I feel like for me, I would be way too chicken to do that, especially if it's my first kiss and... I'm 18 and I've never kissed anyone to just kiss some guy on the subway. It's like, I don't know where he's been. I don't know who that is. <laughs> I don't know him. So I don't think I could do it even for $50. So what about you? Would you do it? Would you take that bet for $5? Would you take it for 50? I feel like the amount of money I would take it for would be like, oof, it's hard to put a price on it. I think I would do it for... 7,500. <laughs> Maybe. If he looked like an approachable person and he was willing to consent to a kiss, I think I would do it for $7,500. <laughs> What's your price? Is there no amount of money that you would give your first kiss away for? I don't know. I think it would make an interesting story. And now that we know Oliver, like, of course, he's a kissable guy, <laughs> you know, like there's nothing wrong with him. As long as he wants to kiss you too, that's fine. But Sarah Lynn, it just showed you so much about their personalities, her and Patrick's relationship, how they tease each other, how Vicky is. So that's moment number one, the bet. Moment number two, matching shoes. So I found it to be so charming and so interesting to have that little detail of Sarah Lynn and Subway Boy having matching shoes. And we see them throughout the series, how they wear the same exact shoes to school. And I know that there are a lot of people on a lot of different ships in the fandom. And that's why this makes us such a great webtoon is because, you know, I'm a ship hopper. If you've listened to this podcast before, I love jumping around from ship to ship, whichever one is sailing that week. It's one of my favorite little pastimes. <laughs> But I think this matching shoes moment really gave me like the permission to jump on board to the Oliver and Sarah ship pretty quickly. So I think that one of the reasons that people are on the Oliveira ship is because from the start, they had something like this in common where it just seems like fate. That random boy on the subway that your friend bet you to kiss has the same shoes as you, is going to move into the apartment across from yours, and is going to also be assigned as your math tutor. That's just like the proximity. The It feels very faded. And so it's really fun. It's really, really fun. I thought that was such a cute detail. Moment number three, Sarah Lynn's disguise. In episode four, when Sarah Lynn discovers that Subway Boy, aka Oliver, is her tutor, she pins her hair up, puts on glasses, and covers most of her face with a big green scarf. And this just had me cracking up. I was laughing so hard because literally two seconds before, Sarah was like, I guess it's time to face the consequences. <laughs> you know, she was ready to just bear it all and be like, yes, I am the girl that asked you very recently, can I kiss you? I was just right up in your face and I asked you that and you told me no, you weirdo. <laughs> so... She was ready to face the consequences, and then seconds later, she's in a full-on disguise. So this webtoon, it just showed me in this moment that it captures youth and humorous situations so well, and I'm just in for the ride. Like, Sarah Lynn, you're so funny, and I'm just ready to see what else she'll do to, you know, protect her pride or not embarrass herself, but then still embarrass herself. <laughs> it's basically inevitable. Moment number four. 
newspaper fever. In episode five, when Joe joined the school newspaper led by Rose, this is one of the moments that got me so obsessed with this webtoon. And it's because it was so funny all around, like how Patrick and the other students were just trashing this newspaper. They're like, who reads the paper? Who reads the physical newspaper anymore, Rose? And she's standing up there trying to defend the newspaper. I think someone's like, yeah, I use the newspaper to wipe my butt. (laughs) It was something along those lines of like, it's basically toilet paper. No one uses that, which I thought is the kind of stuff teens these days would be saying. And it was just so funny. I was laughing so hard. And then when Joe joins the newspaper, Sarah Lynn has the genius idea to join the newspaper. (laughs) And it's because she already has a crush on him. He's handsome, he's really kind, and he's the new boy at school. He's fresh meat. I mean, that's the trifecta right there for a crush. She already has it, and she goes to herself in her mind thinking, is this my moment? And she takes a deep breath, and she raises her hand along with every other girl in class. Once again, such funny humor that's like Sarah Lynn and everyone else would now like to join the newspaper. (laughs) This moment just shows me that expectations versus reality are on point in this webtoon. Moment number five, the second bet. This is when Sarah Lynn bets Patrick that she will tell Subway Boy that she was the creepy weirdo who tried to kiss him. She's like, I'm going to confess it and I'm going to say it. And Patrick's always like, you are too chicken to actually do any of these things, Sarah Lynn. You're not going to do it. And she, you know, because that's her relationship with Patrick where they tease each other and they try to prove each other wrong. She so fiercely believes that she can tell Subway Boy that she is the one who tried to kiss him. That's her. (laughs) which is really embarrassing, by the way. And I love this moment because it shows that the bets aren't going to stop. It's called the kiss bet, and it could have just been the one bet that launches the webtoon, right? It launches the whole series. But no, the bets are a continuous thing, and I was really intrigued by that. It's super cool how they're vital to the plot of the story. And once again, I have to ask you guys who are listening, would you take this bet? I mean, at this point, she doesn't know that Oliver totally knows it's her, right? So would you take this bet? Would you tell someone, like, I was that creepy stranger who said, can I kiss you right up in your face? And then, you know, you rejected me and then I ran away with my friends. (laughs) Would you confess to that? I already know my answer. The answer is no, I would not. There's no way. I couldn't do it. I, I can't. No, no. What would your answer be? And moving on to moment number six, Oliver's point of view. I love how in episode eight, we get some Oliver backstory. He is leaving home to join his brother Joe in a new place and to escape his mom's new man and all of the stuff that's happening with his mom's marriage to this new man who is someone Oliver considers to be a jerk. So you see him talking to his sister, you get some more establishment of why he's transferred to the school, why he's moved across the hall from Sarah Lynn. And so he races to the subway station to catch the very last train to have a fresh start in life. Falls asleep, wakes up, and sees Sarah Lynn right up in his face saying, can I kiss you? (laughs) Oh my gosh. I mean... 
it just gives you a whole new perspective on what's happening with Oliver and why he reacted the way that he did to that question. It's just, it's so out of nowhere. He's like dealing with some life problems and then Sarah Lynn is coming up asking to kiss him. It's just... I love that. And I love that this also revealed that he knew who Sarah Lynn was all this time he's tutoring her. So her disguise is like literally (laughs) for nothing. So once again, more laughs and more perspective. This episode helped make me so obsessed with the kiss bet. Moment number seven, bet number three. In episode nine, Sarah Lynn and Patrick make yet another bet. This girl, Sarah Lynn, I admire her passion because I would have been so done with bets after being called a weirdo by Oliver. Yeah, after bet number one, if I took it for the $7,500 that I agreed to, (laughs) Patrick's gonna have to take out a loan to pay me, by the way. But if I tried, I asked this boy if I could kiss him and he's like, he called me a weirdo, I tripped and I fell and I ran away, I would be done. I'd be like, okay, I have to take out a loan now to pay Patrick. And that's just how life is gonna be. I owe Patrick $7,500. But no, Sarah Lynn keeps betting. I admire her passion and her bravery because you know what? If a boy calls me weirdo, we're done. <laughs> Words of affirmation is my love language. So if I hear like something that's like a negative word at all, I'm just out. I can't take it. My heart would be too broken. But Sarah Lynn is braver and stronger than I am. Because after losing that first bet, I think I would transfer schools and I would be like, it was nice knowing you, Patrick. You'll never hear from me again. Please tell my father goodbye. <laughs> but this time the bet is engage Joe in some conversation. It's literally just talk to Joe. So it feels like that I can do. (laughs) So I think Sarah Lynn can do it. And all she has to do is talk to him by tomorrow. And she fails so fast. Oh, it's so interesting though. And this is one of the key moments that made me so obsessed with the kiss bet. Moment number eight. Cousin Vicky drops a truth bomb on Patrick. I love Vicky and Patrick's conversation in episode 11. They have a heart-to-heart at the chicken restaurant where Vicky works. And of course, all Patrick wants to do is talk about Sarah Lynn and these bets. So we get some cool insight into how he thinks. Patrick says, I'm honestly just trying to help her. Everything I keep betting her to do are things she already wants to do, but is too chicken to do it. I thought maybe if I add pressure to it, she'd actually do things. I never thought about it that way. You know, underneath all of that teasing that Patrick does, he really does care about Sarah Lynn underneath it all, right? Like the teasing's on the surface, but deep down, like she consumes his thoughts and he wants her to do well in life and he wants her to go for the things that are in her heart, right? And I just never thought about it that way. So I really appreciated this conversation. But what makes this one of the moments on this list of 30 moments is because Vicky says this. So what about the new transfer? And by this, she's talking about Joe. Vicky continues saying, does he feel like enough competition for you to finally get the guts to fight for her? And just like that, Vicky drops the microphone, you know, like a truth bomb has been dropped and she called out Patrick basically by saying, does Joe feel like enough competition for you to finally get the guts to fight for her? Vicky's saying a lot of things here. Like you are also chicken, Patrick. You don't, you don't act on your heart either. You know, you don't do the things you want to do all the time. 
And she's saying, let's just be honest here. I know that you have a crush on Sarah Lynn and you want to be with her romantically. So this made me scream, yes, cousin Vicky. <laughs> you tell him, you call him out. And do you guys feel like Patrick just stopped functioning there for a second? Because they're just looking at each other with blank faces for a while as he's chewing and he's just chewing and chewing like he's short circuited. He like is in denial city. He is the mayor of Denial City because we all know what happens with Patrick next. Anyway, moving on to moment number nine. The homework fiasco. Remember that Sarah Lynn, all she had to do was talk to Joe and win the bet, but she doesn't and she loses the bet. And that means she has to do Patrick's homework for a week. Double the homework. And in episode 14, Sarah Lynn completely and utterly forgets to do Patrick's homework. I like this moment because it shows us that our main girl is flawed. I love all of her boy crazy adventures, and it just shows that there's a consequence to them because the night before, she's like, yeah, I'm gonna do your homework, Patrick. And then when he gets to school, he shows up and like she did not do it. All she wants to talk about is Joe. You know, she's not perfect. And that's really, really relatable. And so we get to see Patrick scribbling something really, really fast about his vacation, <laughs> which was like a parody of going to Disneyland and Sarah Lynn's cheering him on. And I just laughed so hard. And then I felt bad for him when the teacher wouldn't accept it because it was supposed to be typed. And so he's like, wow, Sarah Lynn really let me down here because, you know, her crush kind of took place over her best friend in this situation. And an honorable mention in this moment is that this is the episode episode where Tammy realizes that Patrick is single and it's just like a moment where we're like oh another ship another ship you guys Tammy and Patrick she seems interested so this is a good one moment number 10 he's just a junior this moment is all about episode 17, which is probably one of my favorite episodes. I will say it again. Episode 17 is one of my favorite episodes of The Kiss Bet. And Sarah Lynn is trying to maintain dominance over Oliver and just like not be intimidated by him anymore because she just learned that she's his senior. She's literally a senior while he is a junior. So she wants to like use that to have some authority over him. And <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't work <laughs> like many things that Sarah Lynn tries. It doesn't go well. Oliver says to her, so what? So dramatic. Of all the things you found out about me today, that's the shocking one. And so they argue. And it's so fun to watch because I feel like their chemistry is off the charts in this episode. Like, go back and read this one. It's pretty interesting because Sarah Lynn's dad used to be in a band. Back in episode 12, he was jamming to some loud music, very similar to the type of music that Oliver's into and Sarah Lynn's dad said I miss the good old days when I used to rock it on the electric guitar with my mates so he's a guitarist I just I'm seeing some similarities between Sarah Lynn's dad and Oliver and sometimes not all the time but sometimes we can be attracted to people who have qualities that our parents have. So I tuck that in the back of my mind as I'm building ships, you know? It's just like another really key detail. And I especially love how in this moment, Oliver stands up, hovers over Sarah Lynn, and tries to get her to admit 
what she tried to do at the subway station that night. I mean, he makes it pretty clear that he knows about it and he challenges her. He's like, you don't have anything you're embarrassed about, right, Sarah Lynn? Nothing to be embarrassed about? And so, yeah, her plan to, (laughs) you know, use the fact that he's a junior to not be intimidated by him backfires 100%. And I also love how at the end of this episode, they're arguing over the locked door because they're trying to get to the newspaper club. And it's just so relatable, just like arguing like, it's locked. Why are you trying it? It's locked. And it's just like, ugh, I loved it. After this short musical interlude, we'll be back with more moments from the Kiss Bet that made me obsessed with this series. Moment number 11, Vicky and Joe. So I absolutely love how in episode 19, Joe literally crashes into Vicky at a convenience store, and I'm just... I can't help but ship them a lot of the time. I think they look really cute together, and I think they're both really kind people. And I'll talk about Vicky so much more, but already so far in the podcast, I've mentioned how, you know, she dropped a truth bomb on Patrick. She's willing to listen to his problems, but also not just be like a yes man and say like, "Uh uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah, I don't know, Patrick, what you should do. No, she's like willing to give him solid advice, like, do you have the guts to confess to Sarah Lynn? Because that's what you need to do. And at the same time, Joe is also so sweet. I just think that they would look really, really cute together and have a great little relationship, but that's just me. <laughs> there was so many ships where we could ship them with different people, but that's this one is kind of highlighted in this moment because of that bump into each other at the convenience store. It reminds me of like moments like that in my favorite animes, like Fruits Basket has something like that too, where it's like you meet the person you're meant to be with at the convenience store and you bumped into each other and then you have chemistry right away. I just thought this was really sweet. And we find out some key information about Vicky here that she goes to Brookside High School, which is the school that Joe had just transferred from. So that was good to know to learn more about Vicky. And Sarah Lynn comes in and Joe learns that they all know each other, you know? He's like, okay, so you guys are cousins. Got it. And then I really like how he invites Vicky to the school festival. Like, he wants her there. So this is definitely one of my favorite moments. Moment number 12. Oliver and Patrick's first real conversation. This takes place in a locker room in episode 20, which I think is called Locker Talk. And yeah, they talk by these lockers. Patrick laments to Oliver about... Hmm, what could Patrick possibly want to talk about? Sarah Lynn, his problems with Sarah Lynn, and how he has been avoiding her because she promised to do his homework and then totally didn't, which I thought was fair. Like, he, he's giving her a little bit of the cold shoulder, giving her some distance because of that. And Oliver's just standing there. He does not want to be sucked into all of this drama, the drama of Sarah Lynn's life. And I don't blame him for finding Sarah Lynn and her friends to be a bit dramatic because they are running around making bets and sometimes he gets dragged into them. So I get his perspective. Perspective, and I also understand Patrick's perspective. So my favorite part of this moment is when Oliver says, stop trying to involve me in your weird relationship problems. And so Patrick's like, what are you talking about, dude? Like, when have I ever involved you? And Oliver's like, I remember you two from the subway station. And then Patrick stammers for a full 30 seconds. It's like, Once again, Patrick has malfunctioned. He is not, he is short-circuited. He is not working. And so he stammers. He's like, what, 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 what,
What subway station? I've never even been there. So funny. Moment number 13, Sarah's grades. In episode 21, Sarah sees her exam grade posted and bursts into tears. And I always am grateful that our grades in school were never posted publicly for everyone to see because you know how kids are nosy. Kids will be taking screenshots of that, <laughs> you know, snapping pictures, posting it on Instagram. Like everyone in the world would know your grade is how it would feel if that were to happen today. And so I'm glad that didn't happen to me. But so I felt so bad for Sarah Lynn when it happened to her because she did not do well. We can just tell she did really poorly and failed this exam. I like this moment because once again, we know that Sarah Lynn is flawed. She's not perfect. She struggles. And it shows how much she needs Oliver's help. But more than that, I just enjoy a protagonist who isn't good at school. I love that she covered her grade with a pig sticker. And then Oliver went to check on the board later. And of course, he went to look at Sarah Lynn's grade. And he, he like laughs to himself like, what a dork. How did she do so badly? And I don't know. Don't you think he was a little relieved to see that she needs him after all? Because that's how I took that moment. I think so. Moment number 14, the Patrick and Sarah flashback. In episode 22, we finally see how Patrick and Sarah Lynn met on the first day of high school. And it's so interesting to see them look so different, right? Patrick's hair is shorter. Sarah Lynn's hair is longer. I love long-haired Sarah Lynn. I also love short-haired Sarah Lynn. I love her in all the forms that she comes in. And it's just interesting how he loved teasing her right away. I feel like she caught his eye immediately, you know, before they even got to class. This boy was already teasing her. And so they became close friends. And after he rejected her confession, she cut her hair short, which is also one of my favorite things in anime and manga. So it was cool to see that here. But I, I love how the episode ends with Patrick contemplating all of this, right? We're seeing the flashback through Patrick's eyes. And he says at the end, that's how you put yourself in the friend zone for life. And I would be lying if I said that it didn't tug at my heartstrings because it totally did. That had me feeling some type of way for Patrick. Moment number 15, study session at the Yangs. In episode 23, Sarah Lynn is at the Yangs apartment to study with Joe, who she hopes will become her new tutor, but she's quickly left alone with Oliver, <laughs> who, if they're not meant to be on a ship sailing off into the sunset as a couple, I understand, but I think they're meant to be as like tutor and student, if that makes sense. Like Sarah Lynn, no one else can teach you the way that Oliver can teach you. You need to accept this. And I freaking loved when he showed her the pig sticker on his pencil, like revealing that he took it off the board, but also that he kept it. And I don't know, it's just, it feels like a little bit of flirty teasing. What do you guys think? I thought that was a little bit of like, he didn't have to show her all that. He didn't have to even go through the effort of like taking it off the board. Like that shows you're interested in Sarah Lynn in some kind of way. Even if you're just invested in her studies, it's like, but you also wanted to show her that you have that pig sticker now, right? And also Sarah Lynn's reaction to it. It was just a funny, funny moment. Moment number 16, the truth comes out. In episode 24, Sarah Lynn finally tells Oliver the truth about what happened that night at the subway station. I love how Oliver's like, you did all of that to make Patrick jealous, right? Because even he can pick up on the tension between the two friends, 
the romantic tension between Patrick and Sarah Lynn. And so he was wondering, like, okay, well, you did it to make Patrick jealous, right? And she didn't, though. Like, we know Sarah Lynn didn't. But can't you see how Oliver would see it that way? I mean, if you were Oliver, you would feel like, yeah, that guy (laughs) that she's running off with after asking to kiss me, like, she probably likes him. And so it's nice that Sarah Lynn in this moment gets an opportunity to clarify. And she even goes as far as to tell Oliver that she's never kissed a boy before. I love it. And it's like that vulnerability between them that's growing. And there's more moments on this list where like, "Mm, they're sharing some things. They're going to be friends. (laughs) And so I like how she apologizes because she did that in a really weird way, right? When she asked to kiss him. It was weird. (laughs) So she had to apologize for it. And then Oliver turns the table on her, like turns all the tables on Sarah Lynn. Oliver basically says, let's do this. You said you want to get it over with. So let's just have your first kiss and leans in toward her. And it's like, Oliver, oh my gosh. I feel like this is their biggest moment yet. And once she repents and takes it back, he says that he was kidding And was he? Yeah, I think he knew that if he pushed her, she would admit that she wants the kiss to be special, not just something to get over with with a stranger, right? Like she was ill-advised to even try it with him when she didn't even know him. But at the very least, this was like solid, solid, solid flirting between Sarah Lynn and Oliver. And it's one of the reasons why I'm obsessed with the kiss bet. Moment number 17, when Patrick says no to Rose. In episode 27, Rose tries to recruit Patrick in her like evil master plan to get Sarah Lynn away from Joe. She's basically like, we both have the same goal, Patrick. You want Sarah Lynn and I want Joe. So we don't want the two of them together, right? I am so glad that Patrick consistently said no to her. But at the same time, he's like slightly interested in what her plan is. But at least overall, he's like, no, 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 I'm not going to do that to my friend, you know? And Rose is like, that's all I need. Your curiosity is all I need. I'm going to run off and put this plan in motion. And Patrick's like, where are you going? What? I mean, I have a weird question for you guys. Do any of you, anyone, anywhere, do you guys ship Patrick and Rose together? Because sometimes it seems like Patrick's flirting with her, but maybe Patrick's just a flirty guy. But when Rose comes up, I feel like he's he's attracted to her physically, but maybe like they just wouldn't work because he doesn't like who she is <laughs> and vice versa. You know, I don't know if Rose is interested in, in him at all, but I don't know. If any of you ship Patrick and Rose, could you like DM me so we can talk about it? Could you reach out? Like you can email me. You can reach out on Twitter. I just I'm curious if there's anyone out there who sees their potential as a couple or maybe I'm just, you know, reaching out here on a on a limb here and it's not real. We'll have to see. Moment number 18. Patrick and Joe race. In episode 29, Gym class gets serious when Patrick strives to beat Joe in a race. And he does, but he also totally trips and hurts himself. And this is one of the moments that made me obsessed with this webtoon because this race brought out some interesting dynamics among the other characters, right? So Tammy is her crush on Patrick is like nuclear at this point. It is so strong. It is like ready to explode. She's basically salivating at Patrick while he's running and Sarah Lynn can hear her, you know? (laughs) 
She can hear you, Tammy. You're talking out loud about how gorgeous you think Patrick is while he runs. And she just thought he was so hot. And meanwhile, everyone else is cheering for Joe, like almost everyone else. And Sarah Lynn's kind of in the middle. She hears Tammy rooting for Patrick. She sees all the other girls rooting for Joe. And when it's a competition between your best friend and your crush, who would you root for? To be honest, as Sarah Lynn, I'd probably root for Patrick or just be quiet the whole time. But what she ends up doing is rooting for Joe, which I think shows you where her mind is. She's been rejected by Patrick once before. So like there's no part of her that feels like anything romantic could happen between them at this point in the webtoon. So I really like this moment and how it revealed what the characters are feeling in their hearts through this race around the track. Moment number 19, the fourth bet. In episode 32, Sarah Lynn and Patrick are at it again, betting about her first kiss. So we've come full circle here. She declares that tonight at the festival, she is getting her first kiss once and for all. I think it's because she thinks things are going pretty well with her and Joe. And she's so focused on this kiss that I think it clouds her judgment because she's making another bet. And this time, here are the stakes. If she doesn't, she has to quit the newspaper club. I was immediately intrigued. I could not wait for this festival to begin. Moment number 20, Guns and Roses. In episode 34, Sarah Lynn is stuck at the booth with Oliver and look how quickly they bond over music. We'd been getting so many hints with Sarah Lynn's dad being a former guitarist in a band. And now we have Oliver sitting here listening to some music that's very similar to the type of music her dad likes. And I love how she teases him because she expected him to be listening to classical music or math podcasts and he was like who what who listens to math podcasts i laughed out loud so hard and then they did something that some couples do that are it's so iconic they share headphones you guys i love when couples do that <laughs> i really do so this is like a wonderful moment for me in the kiss bet after this short musical interlude we will be talking about the final 10 moments that made me obsessed with this webtoon so stay tuned. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Moment number 21. All of episode 35. <laughs> I know I said episode 17 is one of my favorites, but so is all of episode 35, because this is where our characters have a case of confession fever. Like, Usher had a song called These Are My Confessions, and I was like, that is what is happening here. These are their confessions. They are just going in. They are confessing like crazy, or trying to, at least. So Sarah Lynn realizes that she has been at this booth with Oliver for too long, and with Patrick's reluctant support, she runs off to find Joe before she loses the bet. And Patrick feels terrible because he's like, Joe is definitely going to reject her, and I'm just sending her up there like to find him. I'm sending her to her doom, basically. And I also like the fact that Oliver decides to help her. He doesn't even know what the bet is, but he's like, I will help you so you don't have to quit the newspaper club. Ah, I love that. And then Rose runs up to Patrick after being freshly rejected by Joe. And she's like, um, no, Joe is going to confess to Sarah Lynn. He must like her. So yes, this is confession fever and I am all for it. 
Moment number 22, the season one finale. In episode 36, Sarah Lynn and Oliver have to hide under a desk while Vicky and Joe enter the classroom and have their own confession scene. Oh my goodness. I loved seeing Sarah Lynn and Oliver stuck under that desk hiding. <laughs> I really did like that. And then Joe, I liked his confession too. I liked this scene with Victoria a lot. He says to her, Victoria, not Vicky, Victoria, I know I don't attend Brookside High anymore, but you've been the one I liked the whole time I attended there. I was always too scared to approach you because your beauty is too intimidating. I was screaming. You knew from that one little scene in the convenience store that I was on the ship. So I was screaming. I was shipping. I was <laughs> raising the sails. But, you know, Vicky admits to liking him, too, at least immediately. It's the first thing that comes out of her mouth. She's like, yes, I like you. No, wait, what am I saying? You know, and she tells him that Sarah is the one that has the biggest crush on him. And it's because she's so flustered because I don't think in normal circumstances she'd be like, hey, guess what? My friend has a crush on you. But in this moment, she's trying to remind herself of her ideals and her values, you know, and like how she wants to put her friend first. So I think it just came out of her mouth. She just blurted it out. And then she runs out of there and and Joe follows her. And so Sarah Lynn then has a moment to spiral out. She calls herself the dumbest person on the planet. In a way, she did get rejected without even putting herself out there, you know? It would suck to be in Sarah Lynn's shoes at this moment, even though things aren't terrible. She didn't embarrass herself, you know? And what I'm living for is Oliver trying to cheer her up. He says, you are not the dumbest person on this planet, okay? If anyone's dumb, it's my brother for not noticing you this whole time. Like, ooh. Ooh, Oliver. <laughs> he just wants to make her feel better, yes. But also, him saying that makes me feel like there are some very small but budding feelings there. Oliver, I feel like you like her, man. I feel like you like her because he gets close again to offering her the opportunity to kiss him. So close. Like, he's trying to find the words to be like, if you want to win this bet, I'm here. The night's not over. Dot, dot, dot. You know, Sarah Lynn's putting two and two together a little bit. And it's like, if Oliver, you're offering to kiss her twice now to solve the bet, I think you, I think you might like her a little bit. I think so. <laughs> but just as he's offering, Patrick interrupts, yelling, I can't let you lose this bet. And then he kisses her. And my mouth, I was like so shocked. My mouth dropped open and I was staring at my screen like, whoa, this festival completely lived up to the hype. Moment number 23, Vicky is the best friend anyone could have ever asked for. We find out that the night of the festival, when Vicky ran out of that classroom, Joe followed her outside and Vicky tried to convince him to consider Sarah Lynn. She said, I'm sure once you start noticing her, you won't be able to stop. What a good cousin. Is Vicky a better person than me? Yes. Is she a better person than most of us? Once again, the answer is yes. I love that she put her friend before this boy in this moment. You know, even as much as I, I do want her and Joe together, if I'm going to be honest, I think they work well together. But I love that she did that for Sarah Lynn. I also love that when Joe decides to notice Sarah Lynn in class, She's fast asleep. She is sleeping her way through this class. That is peak Sarah Lynn behavior. And he smiles a little. Moment number 24. 
Sarah Lynn and Oliver are friends now, kind of. In episode 40, Sarah and Oliver walk home together, and I love the conversation they have. It's not about Sarah's dramatic love life. It is about Oliver and his family, which has some drama of its own. Like, think about it. Ooh, I'm just realizing as I'm talking, he is escaping drama. That is why he moved here in the first place, to escape the drama of his mother getting married for the third time to someone who he believes is just after her money. And he's just like, his mom has love drama, right? So he doesn't want to be around that. So he left. It's just starting to click now, his point of view. This is very well written. I think it shows how bad things were at home that Joe and Oliver were willing to change schools, I think in the middle of the year, to get away from it all and move away from their friends and all of that, you know? Because Joe had a crush on Vicky at his old school. Like, there were reasons to stay. But what was going on with their mom was enough to leave. I think that's very, very interesting. And I like how Sarah Lynn's paying attention to this story because she figures out that Mr. Yang isn't Oliver's biological dad and kind of gets him to open up about it a little bit, even though Oliver, he's like a closed book. He does not want to open up, (laughs) but he does. And it makes sense that Joe and Oliver you know, don't have the same father because they do look quite different. So it it just, you put two and two together there. Because we met Oliver's sister Meg and she looks a lot like Joe, but Oliver, he's strikingly blonde while they have dark hair. So interested to find out more about that. And so after their heart to heart, Sarah Lynn is basically like, admit it, we're friends now, right? Right? And Oliver says, I'll think about it when you beat me at math. (laughs) Love it. Moment number 25. Skylar. In episode 42, we meet Skylar from Oliver's band, from Oliver's old life, you know? And she's waiting for him in his bedroom. And she says to him, our band, the Starfighters, got accepted to compete in this season's Battle of the Bands. And she needs Oliver to play lead guitar. And I think this character is really, really gorgeous. And I like her. I like her confident personality. And I like that she wants Oliver to perform again because he hasn't been performing. And I think that's a part of him that's missing. Like he's listening to music, but he's not making music anymore. So I really, really enjoyed this character. I think people in the comments section were like so afraid (laughs) to meet her because she is like a gorgeous young woman in Oliver's bedrooms. They're like, oh no, she's threatening our ship. But is she, you guys, or is she just trying to get Oliver to access parts of himself that he has shut down? She finds out that he sold his guitar. Like her being here has given us so much more information about Oliver and who he is. So I'm excited to see more scenes with them. I really am. And if anything, if this gets Sarah Lynn to step up a little bit and see Oliver as someone that she might want to date, I'm all for it. (laughs) Moment number 26. Patrick's sister gives relationship advice. In episode 44, Patrick's little sister points to a diagram that she created where it's like a, um, a triangle, like a hierarchy of all the way up to lovers, but at the bottom, it's like strangers and enemies, right? And so she points to the BFF section and says, if anyone remains on this area for too long, it might turn into the deadly friend zone, which buddy, if you ask me, three years seems legit like way too long, bro. (laughs) I laughed so hard. Ingrid has a way with words. I was laughing so hard to hear like his like baby sister telling him like, bro, bro, 
that's too long to be in the friend zone because we were like that too. We were like, Patrick, you are friend zoning yourself at this point. Like, what are you doing? And and I thought it was funny to hear it from someone younger than him who totally gets it. It was like she was us, the audience, but she's able to actually talk to Patrick because she's in the webtoon, if that makes sense. Moment number 27, sisters before misters. I'm just going to bathe you in more Vicky appreciation. In episode 45, during her sleepover with Sarah Lynn, Vicky says, I know how much you've liked Joe for so long because it's all you've talked about for the past few months. And I wouldn't want to take away any possibilities for the two of you just because I thought he's kind of cute. And I know you're still trying to decide between him and Patrick, but I don't want to be an extra burden in all of this. I love that. She is so selfless in this moment. And I know Vicky must have her flaws too, but she's just so wonderful here. And she's like going against the grain of what a lot of 18 year old or 17 year old girls would do in this situation where it's like, this guy specifically likes you and was pursuing you, but she's willing to put her cousin and best friend first. Goals, friendship goals. Moment number 28, Tammy and Patrick's jealousy plan. This moment had me obsessed with the kiss bet because it just made things much more complicated, a lot funnier, even though I was like, how can this be funnier? It just, it keeps getting funnier. And it also shows that like every character is kind of like doing what they they think is best, but sometimes that can be really selfish, which I don't know, that sums up high school really well for me. So in episode 47, Tammy has the brilliant, but maybe not so brilliant idea to try to make Sarah Lynn jealous by, you know, being all over Patrick. And Patrick goes along with it. And I'm like, Patrick, you were taking advice from everybody. Like you said no-ish to Rose. You are trying to listen to your sister, but you quickly got sidetracked by Tammy's plan and, and sidetracked by Joe, you know, like he's always in a race with Joe and Joe's like, oh, what's Patrick doing? I should get there before him. So everyone's so concerned with themselves. Like that's just so realistic. Don't you think like to be in high school and to have a crush, it can be all consuming at times. And this is one of those ways where it's like, I can make them jealous. I mean, a lot of us have tried, maybe not as elaborately as Tammy. like laughing and like Patrick catch me and Patrick give me mouth to mouth like maybe we haven't tried that hard but a lot of us have done things to try to make people jealous before and I thought this was really realistic and I I want to ship Tammy and Patrick but at the same time Tammy my girl I think you need to back up a little bit and let Patrick breathe because you know he likes Sarah Lynn a lot and you know that they're best friends. So it might be time to accept that and wait for an opening. Like he ain't married. Like you can go for it, sis. But I don't know. I think you should back off a little instead of pretending to help him, but really just be throwing yourself at him. That's my side note for Tammy. But I think all of her behavior is really realistic too. It just captures what we are like in high school. And that's why moment 28 is one of the moments where I'm like, oh, I'm falling in love with this webtoon. I'm really obsessed with the kiss bet. Moment 29, lunchtime confession. Seriously, I'm hearing the singer Usher in my head saying, these are my confessions because we're back in the confession conspiracy of it all. In episodes 48 and 49, Sarah Lynn finds out that her grades are so bad that she might not even get into university at all, which makes her so upset. She's a senior. 
and it seems like she wants to go to college. So having someone tell her like that might not even be a possibility is extremely upsetting. So who does she run to first? That was my question before I even saw it happen. And then we see it happen and it's Oliver. And she starts to cry right in front of him at lunch at his table. And I was thinking like she ran to Oliver for sure because he's the tutor that gave her the most success. If she wants to do well, in math, she needs to work with Oliver. And then I'm also thinking it's more than that. She's also confided in him and he's confided in her. They know a lot about each other. It's not just surface. Like she didn't find out from Joe about all of the family things going on and why he moved. She found out from Oliver, you know? So there's something there. And so at this time, like the worst possible time, Joe walks in slow motion with flowers in hand, ready to confess to her. I was laughing at the commentaries, like, why does he have to walk in slow motion? People were like, he's going so slow, but he looks good. And it's just like so funny. And Patrick sees this happening and wants to stop it. And then Joe says, Sarah Lynn, will you be my girl in front of everyone, Joe? (laughs) He is so confident that he is doing a public confession in front of everyone at school in the lunchroom and maybe he got all caught up with the pressure of it all that he didn't even notice she was crying and this is kind of a bad time and so this is happening in front of his brother and Joe is completely oblivious to Oliver and Sarah Lynn's relationship like the night before when he's like do girls like flowers or chocolates and Oliver was like I don't know do the flowers for Sarah Lynn right It's just funny because he's like, you know Sarah Lynn, right? She's got red hair. Sometimes you tutor her. Like Joe does not understand that Oliver and Sarah Lynn have such a history with each other that might go deeper than his with Sarah Lynn. It's so interesting to see like Joe is so perceptive and kind, but at the same time, extremely oblivious. So it's a funny, it's a funny mix mash, mix mash, mismatch. Yeah, mismatch of personality traits that create this really interesting character of Joe. And so because this happens in front of Oliver, the Oliver who wants to stay drama free, he leaves like the grumpy cat that he is. He kind of even snips at Sarah Lynn. He goes, can't you see I'm busy eating my lunch right now? Just leave me out of this. Because sometimes every time he's trying to talk to Sarah Lynn, (laughs) like a boy is trying to confess, a boy is trying to kiss her, like all sorts of things are going on. And he doesn't, he's not about that life. I understand, but he probably shouldn't have yelled at her in this lunchroom either. You know, Oliver, you you have to count to three sometimes and take some deep, soothing breaths and really ground yourself. Maybe do some yoga, some meditation, because he really did freak out on Sarah Lynn. And it just it wasn't it wasn't the right time or the right thing to do, which he will later admit. So. What I also love about this moment is that Patrick and Sarah have a heart-to-heart on the steps. He finally fully apologizes for hurting her and for being a bad friend at times. And he cries too. And they hug because they missed each other so much. And they rely on each other. And I really, really love their friendship. And I really, really love this scene. And then he admits to having a huge crush on her. It's finally out in the open. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, Sarah Lynn, you went from having no prospects to having back-to-back confessions. You go, girl. (laughs) And last but not least, moment number 30. Tutoring, okay. In episode 50, Oliver feels really bad, probably immediately for hissing at Sarah Lynn like a grumpy cat that couldn't be bothered. (laughs) Like he's replaying it in his head. He's like, yeah, 
yeah, I see where I went wrong there. You know, he's just, he can't let it go, but he knows he needs to text her something, but he can't find the words. What he ends up saying is tutoring okay. And Sarah Lynn's like, Psh, <laughs> he could do better than that. And so he does. He writes, sorry, I yelled. There's no excuse. But also I was hungry. And then they keep texting back and forth. And I love how she sends him a grumpy cat picture that literally looks like him. She's like, this is you. And it just captured his essence exactly. And then he sends her a pig. <laughs> He's like, this is you. So I love this moment. And it's a great moment to end on because I want Sarah Lynn to be happy. If she ends up with Joe and she's super happy and healthy in that relationship, I'm going to ship it. If she ends up with Patrick and their friendship was the great foundation that they needed to have a solid relationship, I'm going to ship it. And if she ends up with Oliver and their cat pig ship really sails off into the sunset, I'm going to ship it. I'm going now with like Oliver and Sarah being my top ship, but I see the value in all of them and I see the good qualities in all of these characters and the bad ones. They're all flawed. Joe can be oblivious. Sarah Lynn can also be distracted by boys to the point where like it messes up her life and other people's lives. And then we have Oliver who can sometimes flip out on somebody because he doesn't know how to process his emotions in the moment, right? And Patrick is so impulsive and sometimes he goes a little too far. Sometimes he doesn't think things through and the consequences of his actions. So they're all flawed. And I think she could work it out with any of them, to be honest. I am just so curious to see what happens next in the series. Thank you to everyone who's recommended The Kiss Bet to me. I mean... I've been reading it for a while now, so I'm really excited to talk about it on this podcast. Those were my 30 moments that made me obsessed with this webtoon. Did any of them coincide with yours? Are there some that are on your list but aren't on mine? I mean, I'm interested. Let me know and we can talk about the kiss bet. Each Tuesday, I like to share a webtoon recommendation from one of our podcast listeners. This week's recommendation comes from Heather underscore Ann underscore zero six, who recommended these two webtoons, Mage and Demon Queen, saying it's a comedy romance girl love. So funny and the artwork is amazing. Also, Grammarly Land. It's a horror series and it's amazing. The story is so deep and there are a ton of twists. Thank you so much for these webtoon recommendations. I have subscribed to them and I cannot wait to check them out. If you have a webtoon recommendation, reach out and let me know. Wow, you made it to the end of the podcast. Thank you so much for listening to Girl Wonder. We currently have no sponsors, so here is a shout out to a random listener instead. This week's shout out goes to Jian Guyen on Instagram. I hope I didn't butcher your Instagram name too much, but thank you so much for listening to the podcast. New episodes are uploaded on Tuesdays. I'm Joe Rochelle, and we'll talk again next week. Bye. Bye.